2: Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, statesman sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first,
0: On Second Thought.
2: On Second Thought, episode 232, brought to you by Hook'em.com and our good friends at Bud Light. I'm Cedric Golden, and I'm joined as usual by the Duck Kirk Bowles and Duck Man. What a banner day for the podcast! I think, and and I might be tripping. I believe that the first family of on second thought is the Acho family, because <laughs> <laughs> because Maddie has been on with us two or three times before he started doing Lexus commercials. But we get the OG today. We get Sam Macho, the newest star of ESPN, first take, get up, uh, Partner Interruption, Around the Horn. Everywhere. Everywhere. Sam Ocho is all over the place, and he's taking out some time to join us today. Sam, how you doing, man? I'm good, said it's good to be with you and Kirk, good to be with you as well. We go back, man. We go back. It's the we relationship. It's
1: the relationship. I, I mean it has I'm not, it has been a busy time, right? But I, I was joking earlier before we hit record. I saw the names pop up. I said, all right, we gotta I gotta make some time for this.
0: <laughs> man, is your head like spinning? You're everywhere. I don't know how you keep your schedule straight.
1: Yeah, well honestly, Kirk, I'm just trying to take it a day at a time, if I'm being totally honest. Like a day at a time, even sometimes a week at a time. Um you know, it's been a fun, it's been awesome, right? Like, so played for nine years, obviously played at Texas and then drafted to the Cardinals. So played in the NFL for a couple different teams. Uh, my last season in the NFL was the 2019-2020 season with Tampa Bay. Right around that time, I actually wrote, came out with a book as well called Let the World See You, How to Be Real in a World Full of Faces, which I'm sure we'll talk about as well. And then, like, last year, covid didn't really want to play because it was kind of one of those things where I was ready to be done. Wanted to spend more nice. time with family. Had an opportunity to do stuff on TV with a network called Stadium. So yes. I was doing that, doing college football stuff on Stadium, doing a uh, like Zoom. Because it's all Zoom, right? So it was like a, a thing with the Canada Network, another thing with local Chicago news. And it was awesome. And I loved it. And then opportunity opened up for ESPN. And as we mentioned at the top, I've been kind of doing that ever since. Yeah
0: you like a you and your brother are like a conglomerate now. You guys, <laughs> you, you guys are running things. I'm telling you,
2: man. It's it's so fun to see and 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 um, I, I'm a fan of of Kendrick Perkins and uh, we just like us. Uh, we I go way back with Perk. I covered Perk at the state basketball tournament in 2001. He was a center for Bomanos and going up against Chris Bosh in the Class 4A finals. So. So I followed his career, and and then he gets he get he get, he blows up on ESPN just like you're doing right now. And I'm sitting there going, I'm like, man, I knew him way back when. Unlike unlike you, Perk hadn't come on yet. I'm still working on that one. <laughs> I'm still working on that one. But man, uh, I, I want to ask you about uh, your uh, we we know your journey, but I want to ask you about your takes because they're fresh takes. I mean, we get a, we get a steady diet of Stephen A. every day, and we get we get Will Bond, we get Kornheiser. but for you to come in with fresh takes and they already they're already nicknamed you Sacho. I mean, it's taking me a while to get used to Sacho because they didn't call your brother Macho, so <laughs> so we're, we're we're trying to get used to that. But how how. Challenging is it for you to go in with all of these big names that have been doing it for so long and you're the new kid on the block?
1: Yeah, well, it's fun. More than anything, it's fun. Like, I've enjoyed it. I remember doing Get Up with Greeny, right? Mike Greenberg. Greeny. good. And that's yeah, right. and, you know, I got a chance to do a show with him. And, and, and mind you, I'd been there before because my brother was doing this a year or two ago. So I remember going there once and being like, oh my gosh, that's Greeny And that's Stephen A. And that's, uh, you know, Max. And then, but then this time it, it was like, oh, I'm home. It just felt like I was at home. Even when I went to Bristol, I felt at home. And so I remember my first, you know, get up was great. and It was fun. And then I was going to do first take. And I, I, I watch every now and again. I don't know too much about it. Stephen A wasn't going to be on that day. So I said, okay, it should be easy. And I felt like, when I say I felt like I was in a boxing ring with Max, I mean. And that's his for and that's his sport. sport. <laughs> I felt like I was up against the ropes, and I got to bring it. Yeah, and I had, so I had to bring it. So I kind of handled you know handle handle my own a little bit, and that was fun. And then just to be able to do that and get up first take and do the you know college football live. I was doing a show last weekend with with um, Joey Galloway, you know, a He's college wonderful. football rap show. He's yeah, wonderful. so I'm like, yeah. man, this is. It's been awesome. So for me, I just want to be honest. That's kind of my biggest thing. Like, so good for you. Yeah, and I remember like two things. One, last year, my first year not playing, I was just watching games casually. I played for the Bears, so I was watching a Bears game, and they had just benched the the Chicago Bears had just benched Mitch Trubisky. And mind you, I was doing no media. I was just watching the game, right? And I tweeted and I said, "Like, Mitch is not the issue, right? Anybody who knows Chicago Bears, they're you know they watch. Mitch is horrible. I was like, Mitch is not the issue." Right. No, they, they, I, I've been there. I know. They, all of a sudden, they, people are saying. They came for your throat. I they remember came for this. my throat. I remember, oh, I remember this. Oh, my your god! Your take. What did that, this take? And I'm like, I'm not taking to take this. And I said, like, you know what? I'm not even about to go there right now. So I left. You played me.
2: for the Bears.
1: Right. I was playing what's the, going on. You right, played for them. Right. So then, so then I said, okay, let me kind of make sure. And Emmanuel taught me this as well. Like, any of some producers, too. Like, when you. Whatever point you're going to make. Make sure you kind of surround it on each side. Or back it up on each I'm side. It back and it so, up. So, and so I'm learning that, right? And so, like, so that's kind of the first introduction to, you know, all oh, this take or that take. Cause I'm not, you know, I don't want to be like the hot take guy, right? But then other things happen, right? So, for example, um, someone asked the question, all right, who's the biggest challenge to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? This is like a couple months ago, they asked initially. And I'm sitting and thinking, sitting, I'm like, yeah, you could say Green Bay, but I don't think they've gotten better. Um, you know, they lost last year. I don't think they've gotten better. And Tampa Bay has gotten better. You could maybe say the L.A. Rams. If there's some question marks. Mm-hmm. I said, bro, you know who's a real challenge? I think the Washington football team is. Now, mind you, before last season, I was high on Washington just because I know Ron Rivera, I know the kind of culture, all these, and then the defense. And they right. go and I, and they say, you know, who's a surprise team? This is before last year. And I say, right. I think Washington is a surprise team. Will they go and they win the, the NFC East? East the right? East. Yeah, win the East. And then so finally they asked, you know, what team could challenge? I say, well, I think Washington can. All of a sudden, you think that Washington. football – So I'm like, I really do. And so, anyway. <laughs> no. All they needed was a quarterback.
2: Exactly. And they got one now. Exactly. They got one.
1: And I really think they're a year away in a lot of ways. Like, I don't, I don't, I think Fitz is somewhat of a bridge. But, he like, is. If, he is. once they get their actual quarterback, they're going to be a problem. Now, I'm also learning as well. Like, the last piece I'm learning is, you know, there's a saying, I think Jamie Foxx said it in, and he was, he was playing. He was playing piano one time with Stevie Wonder. And he was like, wow, Stevie. And I'm like, Stephen A. Smith, right? Steve, oh, this is Stevie Wonder. And he was playing, playing, playing. All of a sudden, he, he messed up. He played the wrong note. Nope. And then and Stevie kind of gestures towards him. and said, man, why'd you go and do that? Why'd you do wow. that? And Jamie said, well, I, I don't know. I got nervous. I got nervous. He said, no, 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 don't get nervous. He said, take the time to play the right Note.
2: There
0: you go.
1: Wow. wow. And, and, and I heard that. And so every time I try to, anytime I go on on stage or on camera or anything, I usually get a pen and paper and write that down or remember that. Take the time to play the right note. Well, I had an issue uh, a couple days ago. I didn't have time to play the right note. I was doing KJZ that morning. I was doing KJZ, uh, what's the Keyshawn, Jay and Zubin show? I was hosting oh, yeah. that. I did Get Up uh, right in the first take. And so I, I was, you know, and traveling, all these things. So anyways, the question got brought up again was Washington and Tampa Bay and challengers. So I, so I said, okay, this is going to be my chance. I'm going to go and explain to the world why I think Washington is the team in Tampa Bay. And mind you, I played in Tampa Bay, right? Because I know the guys. Well, I go and I say, I, I rushed through and I said the wrong player, or wrong position, right? I said, Tampa Bay, they struggle. You know, they got a, you know, they got a, a, a weak at, at right tackle, which their right tackle is like, or he's second year now, but one of the best right tackles in the game. And so I didn't realize I was talking about the other tackle, you know, but all of a sudden everyone's like, this guy doesn't know football and da-da-da. And so one of my long, the long and short of it is uh, my old my coach who still coaches for Tampa Bay, the linebacker coach, Larry Footy, texted me. He's like, bro, phenomenal job. You've been killing it on TV. The only thing is that right tackle thing. I'm like, what do you mean? I said, I'm, he said, no, you mo- you're talking about the other guy. I said, oh, I didn't even realize that I said that. Oh, wow. Like, I didn't even know. And I said, oh, so I said, crap, what do I do? What should I go and defend myself and say I messed up? He said, bro, just chalk it up. I chalked that one up as an L. We're a small market team anyways. But, like, that was that reminder of, hey, you have to kind of surround all your arguments, mm-hmm. but also take the time to play the right note. If I'm going to go on a first take or a get up or whatever, take the time to make sure you – um you're saying the right player, right position or whatever. So anyways, I'm loving it, but I'm also learning a ton in the process.
2: You're, talk- you're talking to a, a guy who called Rocket Ishmael a Heisman Trophy winner his, his third or fourth year as a columnist. I did that. Wow. I did that. I got him mixed up with Desmond Howard, who stole my girlfriend back in college, but that's another <laughs> story. You can ask him about that. But uh, that that is, I mean, those things happen... Kirk Bowles has been in this business for 50 years almost, and even Kirk Bowles makes mistakes. Oh, we are man. not robots, Sam. We are human beings. We chalk it up as an L. It takes a little piece out of your soul. I, I, I know where you are with that. I know where you are. It hurts a little bit. You wake up in the middle of the night go, I can't believe I did that. But you got to move on, and 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 an, another day is another day. And, and today you can hit a home run. You may have struck out yesterday, but you can hit a home run today. And that's the beauty of this business.
0: And like you said, like you said, Sam, you're authentic. You know, I mean, anybody that's come across you, likes you, respects you, want to be friends with you, you know that. And we're not blowing smoke. But but you just hit on, you're authentic. And you own your mistakes, you know, the same as said, and I. And it's a different kind of criticism. You're used to it as an athlete, and now – <laughs> You're vulnerable to that because they're parsing every word. You know, right tackle, left tackle. One little slip up, and be off your case. Once yes,
1: freaking Twitter, every, every, every free word, in Twitter. And you know the crazy, like the, so. The only thing that I didn't like that. Like, so out of all the shows I've done, like even with that, because like I said, like you said, said, like we all make mistakes. No one's perfect. So like, and I'm, you know, I'd rather be authentic and real and be great at what I do than to try and be a robot and be perfect, right? Mm. And so uh, that's even what I talk about in my book, right? So like, nice. but anyways, the. The one thing I didn't like, and I didn't realize this until I started doing stuff on TV. So sometimes you'll have production calls and all these things, and they'll have like, okay, what are your thoughts on X, Y, and Z? They want to know so that they can put like graphics behind it, et cetera, right? Which makes total sense. And so we were talking about, mind you, so I played for Arizona Cardinals for four years, Chicago for four years. I spent like a couple weeks in Buffalo in the preseason, and then I finished my career in Tampa. So one of the questions we had, I know we're going to talk Texas stuff in a little bit, Mm-hmm. But the only thing I didn't like, we had a question and, and I didn't know this question was coming until like seconds before when I saw like the rundown where it said, hey, here's your answer to the question. The question was, will the Buffalo Bills go back to the AFC championship? Mind you, I played in Buffalo. I'm high on Buffalo. Will they be in the Super Bowl? I don't know. But AFC championship, I would think yes. But, but we're about to like the lights about to go on. And I, I said, let me quickly see like the rundown of what, what it has in there. And it had my answer as no oh well, yes and so i'm sitting there like oh no like what graphic are they gonna show whatever so they asked me there like, hey will the buffalo bills say what do you think and i'm like well you could make an argument why they <laughs> and i start talking about baltimore and
2: pittsburgh but in my heart hearts i like no, nah, buffalo's gonna make it so but it, you're, it, trying you're trying to protect production you're trying to protect the producers
1: bingo so 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 i'm also learning to yes you can protect but also it's like hey i know you, I'm, i might have said no on there but the truth is yeah you know so so but, um, I, I, am, I am loving it, loving it, loving it. We'll probably talk offline too, Kirk, and said, because yeah. I'm learning, right? Like this, I didn't, I, I don't think I ever received this kind of criticism when I was playing. And mind you, social media wasn't as big then in college and even professionally, right. you know, but um, I'm learning. So I'd love to, we'll, we'll, we'll chat offline, but uh, I'm I'm having a blast. I'm really enjoying it.
0: So who, who is going to challenge Tampa Bay? <laughs> is it Washington uh, again or is it yeah,
1: so much so? I, I really believe that two teams, I think. I'll start with who I don't. Well, let me start with who I do. I think Washington because, and let me so so check it out. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Tristan Wirfs is a dominant right tackle. Like he's yeah. gonna be, beast. he's gonna be, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, no question, no it's question. Iowa, asked. right? Iowa kid. Yeah, he he's from yes, Iowa. Of course, I actually had yes. a wedding with him and a bunch of the guys a couple months ago. Right, which I like. Can I tell people that? But, but it doesn't matter, right? So he's a beast. Ali Marpet, who's a guard. I think he plays mm-hmm. the left guard, but dominant. Ryan and center, dominant. uh, I I am not super high on left tackle, and I guess it would be right guard. So left tackle, right guard. I yeah, you know, little questions. Yeah. Whereas there are no questions with uh, with the Washington football team up front. Whether it's Montez Sweat, whether it's DeRon Payne, whether it's Jonathan Allen, whether it's uh, Chase Young, no right. questions. And the biggest way to stop a quarterback like Tom Brady is to sack him. And get so him out of his comfort I, zone. Get him yeah. out of his comfort zone, right? We saw them in the Super Bowl, I think it was two years ago. Uh, every Super Bowl, right? What Tom Brady, got, Brandon Graham made him fumble, and the game was over. Philly wins, right? So, anyways, I still think Washington can challenge them. And then, secondly, the L.A. Rams. So, I was not high on the Rams for a long, long time. I felt like they got exposed in 2018. Uh, and we can get into that later. But I wasn't high on them. And then I read this article, this ESPN cover story on Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. and how he came and the whole story behind it. And the quote that changed my mind, the quote that changed my mind was when Sean McVay said, essentially said, I need a quarterback like Matthew Stafford because he, he's because he's a guy that can, for lack of better terms, erase my mistakes. If I call a bad call or if mm-hmm. I call a play that's the wrong coverage, Matthew Stafford is, is smart enough, experienced enough to make it right. And I said, ooh, that could be a problem, and so a problem for other teams. And so, anyways, my two teams, the LA Rams and uh, and the Washington Football Team, are probably the two teams that could challenge them. Mm-hmm. I don't think Green I, people say Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay, but I don't see how Green Bay's gotten better. Yeah, that's uh,
0: game, awesome. Yeah, yeah that's they're about the same. same. So, I mean, so yeah. Randall Cobb is their number two receiver, or? right? Man, that's not gonna,
2: that's not going to cut it. I love me some Randall Cobb. Yeah, me but too. this is but this is thirty two year old Randall Cobb. This exactly. is not this is not hundred catch Randall Cobb and. Uh, Valdez, Scantling and uh they got the Tunyon's a good tight end. He's decent. Mm-hmm. They didn't get that other they didn't get uh Devontae Adams a Reggie Wayne. See Marvin yes. Harrison had a Reggie Wayne. Drew Pearson yeah. had Tony Hill. And they never had one had John Stalwart. They don't have Devontae doesn't have another dog on the other side. And that's why the Green that's why the Green Bay Packers are not gonna not gonna yeah. win a Super Bowl.
0: Now, could you think could we, could we see a repeat? Tampa Bay, Kansas City.
1: I do. I think. I think we could definitely see a repeat. I mean, Tampa yeah. Bay is not slowing down. Like right. Bruce Arians won't allow it. Tom Brady won't allow it. Avante David won't allow it. But every um, starter
0: bag, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Every all
1: twenty-two. Yeah. None of those guys are going to allow it. Right. They're not going to allow the. They're not going to allow it. And then That's with, the
2: youngest forty-four-year-old man I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's like Prince. I mean, he just does not age. I saw him at the Hall of Fame, and they were booing him when Peyton was on stage. And Peyton looks his age. Peyton looks his age. But Tom Brady does not. Tom Brady looks like a million bucks. It's amazing.
1: All those Super Bowls, maybe the Super Bowls will do it to you. I need some more greens. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe.
0: What do you you see on our local teams, Houston and Dallas uh, Cowboys, I don't know if, if Dak's healthy. He's off the pitch count. Come on, Doug. Yeah. Well, I didn't I believe. Know. You know,
1: they said. You know, Kellen Moore. He he said he's off the pitch count, but when he remember he was asked, "Hey, is he out the pitch?" Kellen Moore said, "Well, you know, we're getting back to foot He didn't really answer it. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, no.
1: I, I think Dallas, and I'm not a Cowboys fan, though. I grew up in Dallas. I think Dallas is going to be a problem this year. I really do. Yeah. Um, Dak is is obviously the question is his health, but like when it comes to motivation, right? Two years ago. He was he went through for four thousand nine hundred and two yards, one under the the Cowboys record. Right. Mm-hmm. Last year starting the season he was dominating, right? And so number one, he's 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 motivated. Number two, so he's gonna get his guys corralled. Number two, Ezekiel Elliott, what'd he lose? 10, 15 pounds in the offseason? He looks skinny. He looks yeah. good. so he it looks shows good. that he's motivated, right? A healthy offensive line, Lael Collins, right? All these guys are coming back. And then obviously the question has always been defense. Or not always, at least the last few years has been defense. Oh. I think that Dan Quinn can help their defense go from twenty eighth or 29th, whatever they were last year, to maybe sixteenth, maybe top half of the league. Better and I think that's all you need to get them into the playoffs. Now will they win a Super Bowl? No, yeah. I don't think so. Right, yeah. but I think they'll. I think they'll win the division. Mm-hmm. I think they'll. I think they'll make the playoffs. And then from there, you got to figure out how you. You know, maybe there's a good matchup, and maybe you find a way to, to, to advance, get to the tournament, get to the get tournament. get to the tournament, get to all the. Right. Dance.
0: I just worry about deck when you when you're coming off. A gruesome ankle injury and surgery and then shoulder problems. I just, I just, you haven't taken a hit yet. You know, you haven't been in any real rhythm. So I yeah. worried about him being 100%.
1: Right. And, and I know like for me, like I broke my leg in 20, 2013 and it, it didn't, you know, protrude the skin, but it broke a broken fibula, a broken ankle, all those things. Yeah. And I didn't realize your body compensates. And so what happens is when I, when I was trying to hurry up and rehab and get back, all of a sudden though my leg was broken, my lat in my back, Started to tighten uh-huh. up on the other oh, side. I on bet the, on the opposite side. That happened to me when I
2: when I had uh, reconstructive knee surgery. Same thing. Yeah, so same like, really.
1: when I so when I saw this Dak thing, I'm thinking, man, could that be? Could there be some kind of correlation? Right, one leg is hurting. The up your body compensates, right? And so, and so, um, but I'm hoping he's healthy. I think, I think he's good from what I you know can tell. He'll be healthy, and and I just I think there's some. I still need to see New York be good. You know what I mean? The Giants, like I'm just like, well, you know, and, and even Philly, there's still some question marks there. Mm-hmm. So I think Dallas has not, and even a lot of people aren't super high on Washington. So I think Dallas has an opportunity, but I think Washington and the culture that um, Ron Rivera is building, right? Like he even talked about some of the guys, Jamin Davis, that inside linebacker they drafted from, I believe Kentucky. Mm-hmm. He was like, man, he's going to be our Luke Keekly, Wow. Right? There's another guy, I forget the name of this wow. corner, but another young corner. He said, man, he's going to be he's going to be our uh, our uh, Peanut Tillman. Oh, so, like, man. so he's just, and obviously every player is different. There's no, you know, there's not, you don't have carbon copies of players, but I just hear those words, and I say, okay, he's building a culture like he built in Carolina. What from did Carolina the ground do? up. Yeah. From the ground up. And then what did Carolina do? They just went to the Super Bowl, right? And the NFC Championship game, right? They built a really good team. And even that same kind of mindset culture in Buffalo, they're building it from the ground up. And so, that's why I get excited about Washington. About yes, there are players on the defense. Talked about the defensive line. Talked about Jamin Davis. Talked about receivers offensively. Terry McLaurin and and guys like that. But I just think culturally, what they're building, it's it's going to last for a long time. And when they get a quarterback, which hopefully it'll be probably it'll be next year, mm-hmm. when they get a quarterback, they're going to be like an immovable force. You know what I mean? Like right.
2: that's what I believe. Sam, and right. they, I'm telling you, Sam, if they had gotten Matt Stafford. Oh yeah, they're are a real problem this year, Thank right? you. But they didn't get him, and I'm sitting there. Fitz Magic is a good fantasy league quarterback, yeah, but he's not go. He's not Moses. He's not going to lead you to the promised land, right? I just think that they missed out on a chance. This is a young roster. They still have a shot, but I think this year would have been good. I mean, uh, that kid in the in the backfield, Antonio Gibson. Oh yeah, Antonio Gibson is that's a right. dude. He's a yeah, dude. He yeah, And they are putting and, in – they brought and- they brought in the Carolina O.C. and they're putting in a McCaffrey package for Antonio Gibson. Yes. He's going to be huge this year.
1: Yes, and they got some help offensive line, right? They got Sam Cosme from Texas. They got Charles Leno, who was a starter for seven, eight years to for the, the Bears. Bears. Mm-hmm. So they got some help offensively. Um, but the thing is, I, I don't think that Matt, Matthew Stafford didn't want to go to Washington. Right. I think there were three teams he wanted to go to. It was L.A. Rams, San Francisco – And I don't recall the last team. And so when he asked for that trade, he said two things. One, these are the teams I want to go to. And number two, I don't want to go through another rebuild. Like I've been through a ton of rebuilds. There's a new head coach, new GM. Right. I I know where I know this thing. But so he said, Hey, get as much for me as you can.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, some players, you know, there are some players who they don't like their organization and then they'll, they'll try and make the organization look bad, throw, throw mud on the organization and the leadership. Whereas Matthew Stafford, from from everything I've been able to see, has never once tried to make Detroit look bad. We all
2: know Detroit has been bad. Oh yeah, but he says yeah. Hey, right they they asked ask for Calvin Johnson's signing bonus back. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Money back from from Megatron. See what
1: I'm saying? And Megatron retired early. Barry Sanders retired early from that team. And so, how about, how about Megatron didn't
2: mention the Lions in his Hall Fame You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. So about, uh, you know, we're taping this on Tuesday. And we heard today Cam Newton got released by the Patriots. And uh, handing gotcha. the wow. reins to uh, Mac Jones. And well, you mentioned Washington. I know Fitzpatrick is there. Would a team like Washington be interested in a Cam Newton? Ron,
2: oh, <laughs> Kurt. Kurt's playing, playing chess. I'm playing checkers. I didn't Kurt, even think about you're that. you're
1: playing chess? You're a grandmaster. I'm going to use uh, this. Uh, can I use this, Kirk? Can I use this? Do I have to attribute this to you when I go on Get
0: Up and First thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so keep coming on our podcast. That's I always, got you. But, yeah, maybe maybe a reunion of Ron Dude, Rivera yes. and Newton. So, yes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, I was even thinking – Cowboys get him, you know, they have they kept Cooper Rush as their backup, but Cam know, start
2: Cam can still start in this league. Yeah, Cam wants yeah, to
0: start. Exactly. And the other one I thought of was Houston. You know, you got the whole Deshaun Watson thing. Yeah. You know, trade no. on to Washington. Washington. He's
1: going to he's going to Washington. I need to go tweet this so I could have the first hurry take. Up, um, hurry up.
3: <laughs> he's you no, know, he's
1: going. To, that's brilliant. I never thought. I don't know why I didn't think about that. But that's perfect because Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the answer.
0: No, mm-hmm. not long term. You know,
1: he might he'll get he'll get streaky that you put in Cam when yeah. he, he gets hurt. You know I mean then, or maybe, uh, maybe would you start Cam? Could Cam start
0: in Washington? Oh, eventually, eventually.
1: Robert eventually. Robert I mean Robert now, Williams. I mean like right now, could he, could oh, he come yeah. in and, and take? Well, right his now, his he's, up, he's
2: better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. So yes. Oh, you, start the best, you start
0: the best guy. He's better I'm than Ryan so, yeah.
2: Yo, Kirk, you're brilliant. Hey, this <laughs> man is a grandmaster. Well, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to save that little piece of tape. You say, Kirk, you're brilliant. I'm gonna put Let's that audio it. on Twitter and they're gonna oh. come for my throat. I don't
1: I forgot. I gotta make sure I I surround argument. Kurt, you're brilliant, but I got to say, no, i play it. I'm not, no, you're brilliant, you're brilliant. Unless you say something bad about me, then it's like, well, you said he was no, brilliant, so he must have been
0: Never, never, never. Well, what do you think about Deshaun Watson? I can't believe the NFL takes so long to adjudicate something like this. To me, you know, they're looking for the final answer. You can adjust rulings, punishments, and I think they hold Deshaun hostage, the team's hostage, and I don't know, you know, I hear they're asking, what, three first rounds and two seconds, and, yeah. What do you think the Houston Texans should and will do, do you think, Sam?
1: Yeah, this is a phenomenal question. I think I go back to when JJ Watt wanted to leave. And they pretty much rolled out the red carpet. Right. And said, hey, thanks for your service. We love you. Right. They traded D Hop away. And now Girl. all of a sudden, Girl. horrible. Yeah, horrible, right? Now, all of a sudden, yeah. before all this word came out in February or so, January, whatever, Deshaun wants to leave, and it's like, no, 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 no. Then the, and now all this stuff comes out with Deshaun, which right. like it's still going through the process, so we still got to sure. see what's going to happen. For sure. Um, of course he can still play, but I, I, they're asking too much. Just from a purely football perspective, teams don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. No. Will he? They don't know. And so to ask for three first rounds or two, say all these things, it's ridiculous. Number one. Number two, when you, you right. came back, he's at practice. You're not playing him. You're not doing you know mean? him. And so I think, I hope that someone, I hope that a trade is is able to be, mm-hmm. to happen Right, whether it's Miami or whatever, because it seems like things in Houston with are over, Deshaun
2: over. are over, Yeah, I period. But they're right. going to have to come up off of those high draft picks.
1: They yeah. have to. And the frustrating thing is, or the thing I'm trying to figure out is, will they? Like months ago, they were like asking for this, and they're still asking for this. And the, the NFL, like the NFL, as you mentioned, Kirk, has taken a long time. But also I think it's – you may not be – I don't know – the Legal term, but they see they're still got to do all the interview processes for a few six eight True. months.
2: Absolutely. And so,
1: and so teams don't know. So why would you trade him for a lot of draft picks? Because the team don't know if he's going to play. And so I just hope it works out because I don't know it makes no sense for him to sit there and back up Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills when he's healthy, right? Let him go get a go somewhere different, and then you know it just otherwise it's a waste. Deshaun and
2: Deshaun Watson has not forgotten how to play football. Right, that's not the problem. The problem is, will Deshaun Watson be able to play football and avoid a jail cell? And Mm -hmm. you're also these the Texans know full well that if you're asking for all of these picks, the team that you trade him to, they have to know that the league is going to step in and say you're going to you're going to sit for eight games. You know that the code of conduct thing is. Is big here, uh, so so you're gonna have to go maybe two a uh, first and two and maybe a second and a third, but not two first, not three first. You're never gonna get value for a man that might be in jail next year. And so the Texans, uh, I just think are a really horribly run franchise. I'm just gonna uh, that is my I've written it and I'm and I'm not coming off of that when you let J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, and this Deshaun Watson thing was not not of their doing, but for you to ask for what you're asking for. It's just, I mean, Cal McNair is not doing a great job as the owner, no, and I stick he's, by he's that.
0: He's great, if not Miami, because I think Tua can get it done. I think he's very capable, and he's Miami's building. They're they are close. They were close last year. I'd like to see him trade to Philadelphia you know, trade him to the Eagles for Hurts and Devontae Smith, and, and then they've got Deshaun Watson maybe add a first or second round draft pick, but I'm not sure on Hurts. Are you sold on Hurts?
1: Are you, are you still playing chess? Because I'm over here, okay, Devontae Smith, but I'm like, that actually could make some sense, right? Like <laughs> I'm just saying, okay, give me a quarterback, give me a, a first round pick. Yeah. I'm still thinking about that one, because I'm like, man, this dude's playing chess, but I'm just not sure I'm a Hertz I, guy. I want Hurts to get an opportunity. Yeah, I do too. I don't think he's Houston, been given he's an opportunity. He's from Houston too. Right. But- I don't think he's been given an opportunity. I don't think he's – right. it seems like he's not going to get – right? Like they they, they just – Philly just traded for Gardner Minshew who's been saying, I want to start. I want to start. I want to start. That oh, was disrespectful, man. That was disrespectful. Yeah, that was disrespectful. I know. Respectful. So I, I, I just don't – I want to. I think I want to see Jalen Hurts get an opportunity, and right now it looks like he's not.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Hey, well, I know we're getting short on time. We want to talk to you about the Longhorns. Uh, two things: the whole SEC. Well, I want your thoughts on that, and then what's your view of Sarkeesian, and will he get it done here? Do you think?
1: Yeah, I think Sark will get it done. And so you guys, late, you guys date further back than me with Texas. But when Matt Brown was was starting at Texas, getting ready to be hired from what I understand, a lot of people were not excited about him. Mm-hmm. He was like the third or fourth option. And all of a sudden, he came in and changed the program. Right When Sark first got hired, I don't think a lot of people were super excited about Sark. He was the third or fourth option. Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. they reached out to Nick Saban, right? Uh, even right. Dabo. And right. you get Sark. Mm-hmm. But then you talk to Sark, and we all know the issues with Texas usually revolve around boosters. Mm-hmm. Oh, too many hands in the pot. Yes, I can't kind of give it all away the entire conversation, but he was just talking about ways to handle that well. And I'm sitting there like, oh, wow, I never thought about that. And he's like, yes, that's how I can handle the, those cooks in the kitchen. Right? Mm-hmm. Bring them to the table. Let them have their conversation, but let them know this is football. This is my thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think Texas is going to be successful. Maybe not. I mean, this year, you know, I think I think eight wins would be huge.
2: Obviously, that's where we—that's where we basically have them. Yes. Eight wins, yeah. Yes,
1: I think they could get more if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Sarkire is more about the future of Texas, and that's the SEC as well. I think it's more about the future. I wasn't initially excited about the SEC move because we're supposed to be Texas, the Longhorns. This is you know we run mm-hmm. the Big Twelve, we run things. Now we're going to go be—it seems like we're going to be like the little brother of the SEC.
2: I got uh-huh. a big—I got a big one for you, Sam. All of these conversations were going on behind the scenes when they were plotting the leave for the SEC. Did they have their hands in Steve Sarkeesian's pockets when they knew these conversations were going on? I think these conversations were going on a long before. I think maybe even last year it started, because why do you bring in an SEC coach with baggage unless you're going to be walking some SEC streets. I, st- I think that Sarkeesian was part of the, the master plan. What do you think?
1: That maybe I don't think so because I don't think that – it makes sense what you're saying, right? Okay, bringing an SEC coach and we're going to the SEC. I don't think this had as much to do with Sark as it had to do with, you know, Board of Regents, right? Exactly, the Board of Regents. Uh, right. the, the AD and all these things, right? Money and reputation, because money is a piece of reputation, right? A&M has been winning in, when it comes to recruiting, right. right, and it comes to ranking. So all of a sudden, you see people from A&M talking about we we run the state, kind of rubs you the wrong way. And so I think that's because I don't think Sark is overly, overly involved, but I haven't given that too much thought, so I could be totally wrong on that um but i do think he is the guy for texas and the even the baggage piece right we all make mistakes i've got a chance to talk to talk to him about that as well and he was saying yeah man i'm open and honest with my guys about yes. like yeah about where i fell short and i respect and, that yeah i respect that as well and so and so i'm i'm i'm, I'm very high 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 on sark and what mm-hmm. he'll do at texas does texas have a long way to go yes from when it comes to recruiting getting the type of players you're going to be able to survive in the sec um, long way to go, but I think they're starting to come now.
0: Interesting. And the Aggies? Do you think the Aggies can make the playoff this year?
1: That's a great question. I, I, I'm higher on. Like, I'm excited about North Carolina. I'm excited about Iowa State. I mm-hmm. think, I think, and M will be right there. But I, I don't see them in the playoff. And this what might be my Sooners? Texas
2: bias. What about the Sooners?
1: To win a playoff game or make the playoffs? To make the playoffs. Yeah, I think they'll make it for sure. I think they'll make it. Um, the question is, will they be able to win in the playoffs? Right, like they haven't, That's won, right, course, they haven't sure. won a playoff game, and that maybe this is the year that they win. They talked about—I forget their—I think the DC is called Alex Grinch, and I think he could, This is third year. Their defense is becoming bigger, stronger, better. They've gotten wow. better every single year, so I think, I think that, I think they'll be better defensively, and obviously, you know, Spencer Rattler is the Heisman favorite. So, I have I have no qualms about you making the playoff and even winning a playoff game.
2: <laughs> well, before we let you out of here, we would be remiss if we didn't ask you about let the world see you, how to be real in a world full of fakes. What was the brainchild behind that, the passion behind it? And um, you can get it on Amazon.com. I'm going to throw it out there. It's on Kindle. It's on hardcover. Did you, did you do a narration, Sam? Because if you did, I'm going audible on it.
1: Yeah. So it's on Audible as well. I decided not to do the rent narration, but I wrote, I wrote the entire book, right? Cause okay. it was like, this is like my heart on a page. Anybody okay, that wants well. to know about time, my time, not even my time at Texas, but like what it was like at Texas, what it was like in the NFL, what it was like getting drafted, what the ups and the downs are, not even like as a professional athlete, but even as a human being. Like that's what this book is about. It's about what nice. it means to be human. It's like the ups and downs in different careers, ups and downs when it comes to, um, not even media, but like losing loved ones. Like I you know, lost some loved ones and, and just like life, right? This book is about what it means to be real and to be authentic. We talked about it earlier. Like, like I want to be authentic. That's why that thing that eats me up when I said the Buffalo Bills. I'm like, I know the, I, I love the Buffalo, but you know what I mean? But, it, but you learn it. So yeah, the yeah. book, was, it, it was kind of birthed out of pain in a lot of ways, birthed out of struggle, birthed out of trying to understand who I really am in the midst of a, a successful NFL career, but also. That was on the outside, but on the inside, I'm sitting here saying, "Okay, there's got to be more. There's got to be more, right?" And then all of a sudden, you write a book like called "Let the World See You." Fast forward a year or two later, now you're on TV and everybody's seeing you. Everybody's seeing
2: you. Yeah. So I, I,
1: yeah. So it's really it's a book. It's a book uh, for anybody who wants to know about like what it means to be real, to be human, to be seen, to be known, to be loved.
2: Was this a cathartic experience for you? Absolutely. Get-
1: Absolutely. There. There are. So I this, this I use this laptop. I bought this laptop so I can write the book like that's I was like, and <laughs> if 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 tears could talk, if wow. tears could talk, wow, they they would tell the story,
2: man. That they is talk
1: deep. about yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like and that like this whole process was cathartic. I put my headphones on, listen to some music. All of a sudden, I start typing, and and tears would start coming out. Like, this Same is one of those kind of books. It's not like a, hey, you know, I got drafted and made it pro. Right. It's just like, no, like, dude, life is hard, but yeah. God is still good, right? That's kind of the whole the message. Time. Like, life time. is hard, but God is still good. If I learn one thing in my time in the NFL, I learned how, we talked about this at the top, this kind of all comes full circle. Like, people's opinion, sure, okay, great. But God' God's opinion trumps all. And so for me, I could sit here and listen to fans or Twitter trolls or even some coaches or even GMs who might have their own agenda and be up or down, up or down. Or I could kind of slow down, slow down, mm-hmm. and listen to, like, where God is leading me and say, you know what? I'm going to follow that fire. I'm going to follow my passion. People think that I'm crazy to say I'm going to go and do ESPN and do it full-time, even just finished, but I'm going to follow the fire. I'm going follow passion. I love being on TV. Love it. So, I'll do whatever it takes to be great. And people say, oh, you're, you know, people will say anything. But when you have that fire and that passion, that desire, they, no matter who you are, they, can't stop you, you. they, they can't, can't stop you. They can't stop you. Mm-hmm. Whether you are a, a cook, a chef, a cleaner, a, a car, washing cars, doing what, media, whatever writing you papers, do. Whatever you do. And that's what this book is all about. If you want to learn it, like that fire and that passion, go by Let the World See You, How to Be Real in a World Full of Fakes.
0: I like what you said, If Tears Could Talk. I think that's the title of your next book. If tears could talk, so you need to write that down. That, and that
2: Sa- and Macho, the next time you write a book, and I know there will be another one, you do the narration because no one talks like Samacho. I no. will. I, I, I heard I did Obama's and his wife's. They were in that book. The next time, take the I time will. out because your voice is so eloquent. I will will say, so. Check this. So check the audio book. Check the audio book, and then let me know. Dude name is Percy
1: Bell. Let me know what you think about how he re- narrated it. The next one I, I, I likely will narrate. I, I thought about this and prayed about this one, and I, I said, "Man, let me let me let someone else do it." So yeah.
0: Man, you're awesome. Thanks for being with us, buddy. Hope we do it again and much success. We love you.
1: We love awesome. you, man. We'll love to be on again with you guys soon.
0: Absolutely, you're great. On second thoughts.
2: Doug Sam Acho was a star at Texas, he was a good player in the the NFL, and now he's going to be a star at ESPN. Uh, He just has that little bit of an it factor that's going to translate very well to television.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He knows what he's talking about. Got a great personality, great background, smart dude, so... Yeah, he's going to tear it up. He's going to tear it up. He's, he's going to
2: tear it up. The question is Hudson card going to tear it up on Saturday. We are two days away from opening Saturday in college football. They had a boatload of games on Tuesday. Uh, but, but, but the official in earnest schedule is Saturday and the Texas Longhorns, 19th in the country, play hosts. In that brand-new south end zone to number 23, Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Duck Hudson Card front and center. What do you think?
0: I don't think he's going to be wild and, you know, wide-mouthed, you know, uh, scared of the situation because, you know, he's used to big games, albeit on the high school level. So I don't think he's going to be intimidated at all. And playing at home, I'm glad they're not at Arkansas in the opener. I'll put it that way. So I think Hudson Card is going to get his feet wet. I think he's going to do fine. Uh I think it was the right decision going with Card. I think a little bigger upside than Casey Thompson, although your heart has to break for Casey Thompson because this is year four for him, and he just can't break through. Do you think Casey Thompson's going to go to Carvana
2: and, um, you know, go to Carvana, go to the transfer portal?
0: I'm going to guess no. I sure wouldn't blame him if he did. He's got three years left because of his first three years, one was a redshirt year and the other one was a COVID frozen year, which didn't cost him. So he, he could go somewhere and obviously not play right away, but he'd have – Another two years left. Uh, if I'm him or if he's my son, I'm saying, let's look around, let's see what's out there. And, but, uh, and it wouldn't shock me if he even transferred at, say, midterm and he was in a spring program somewhere. I don't know. I'm not sure, but with the immediate eligibility, uh, not this year, but next year, I think, I think he's gonna wait and see, get the lay of the land. How much does he play? And, you know, Sark said Monday, he told us, Casey's going to play some. We're going to get an opportunity. Do you look at that as an opportunity to unseat Hudson Card, or like, okay, here's a couple of mop-up series.
2: Throw him a bone. Keep 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 him keep him a little bit agitated. Uh, let him know that hey, there's some play calls for you in this, and uh, he you know he 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 can't just sit him. No, because Danny might leave, and so uh, I'm going to tell you I, I will continue with this. Let's see what Sark had to say about the decision.
3: Hudson's a very talented young man. He's got great work ethic. Um, he really tries to operate the way we want to operate in. And uh, just as I told Hudson and Casey, it's really not a knock on Casey. Both guys really started to perform very well after that first scrimmage. And, um, you know, it was a tough call. Um, but But I think in general, you try to make the best decision for the program at that time. Um, but, again, that's why I think Casey's going to play in this game. Um, we'll reevaluate after one game. Neither guy's ever started a game in their career, so we'll look at it after one week. Uh, the, the good part for both those guys is I think we're improving as an offense. Um, I think that we're steadily improving on the offensive line. I think the, the, the incorporating the tight ends into the system has been helpful. Um, the receiver picture is starting to clear itself up. Uh, and then obviously just what we have at running backs. I think all in all, the entire offense has started to kind of elevate its play, and it's made things a little easier on the quarterbacks.
2: So, Duck, it occurred to me that it it seemed like a very tough decision for Steve to make. Uh, He went with upside. I think he went with arm talent. Uh, Mm -hmm. Arm talent is a big deal in this game, and I think he went with those two factors. He. You know, Casey's been on this campus for years. It's a new, it's a clean slate with a new coach. He mm-hmm. took them both. He, he probably didn't look back at much past tape. He took them both at face value. I know he looked at that pick six in the spring game. You told me right after it happened you said, that might hurt Casey moving forward. And you were right, Duck. You were right. And the ball um,
0: security's so high.
2: And he turned the ball over during during more during the summer. Than Casey ball right. security is a is a priority one for a young quarterback, and I think the fact that he took care of the ball better and has better arm talent than Casey, I think that was the those were the two deciding factors.
0: You know that pick, you know, pick six just gets lodged in a coach's brain, especially an offensive coordinator or a coach who's going to call the plays like Sark does. And the other thing too, I think it probably hurt Casey that, you know, he hadn't been here three years under Sark. He was three years under Herman. He had that dynamite second half against Colorado in the Alamo Bowl under Tom Herman. You know, say Herman had gotten fired early and they'd hired Sark and, you know, he wasn't leaving Alabama, obviously. But say, if that had been on uh, Sark's watch, maybe he would have felt a little bit different about Casey Thompson. But I think, like you said, I think bigger arm – I think Hudson Carden throws very well on the run and quite frankly, it may come down that Hudson Carden may have star quality in Stark's mind and maybe Casey Thompson did not. But I hope he gives Casey an opportunity in the second quarter. You know, give him give him two series, three series, something like that.
2: And you say that every year. I know. Well, if, it, you know if it's a, if it's a close game, you're not gonna see him till late. You might not see him at all.
0: But if, there, let me say this, if there's very little separation and insiders at Elbert Belmont told me it was close, it was close. You know, get them both ready. We, you and I both agree Garrett Gilbert was uh, deprived of any reps during Colts last season because they and were with Colt Iceman. And he was a nervous wreck that first half against Alabama and you can't blame him. You know, so I think, you know, had he given uh, Garrett Gilbert more snaps during the regular season, he might have been a little better prepared for Alabama in the championship game. And I'd say the same thing on Casey Thompson because I know you can say, well, Hudson Card's a guy, you got to give him as many reps and snaps as you can. But if say he has a bad first quarter or even throws an interception or something, uh, I still would like to see Casey get a couple series in the second quarter.
2: Our good friend Bob Baloo. Uh, over at CBS, the uh, sports director remembers uh, back in '05, uh, back in at the Rose Bowl in 06, the national championship game on media day, he asked Garrett Gilbert. He goes, "Have you ever have you, have you gone over a scenario of if Colt gets hurt, what are you gonna do? You know, how are you gonna be ready?" And well, I- Garrett Gilbert looked at him and said. Uh, we're not going to talk about that.
0: We don't think about that. Scenario. We don't think
2: about that kind of scenario.
0: That's got to be ominous. That, that, that,
2: that next night scenario, it happened. Exactly. It happened. And Garrett wasn't ready. Wow. And Garrett played well in the, you know, in the second half. If Malcolm, If Malcolm Williams catches that touchdown pass, and it was a drop, Doug, it was a drop, then the Texas Longhorns are right there.
0: Well, you remember, I remember it's like, Oh, what is it? Was like a, it was a one possession game and, and the uh, Texas was like 80 yards away, but remember there was a turnover, I think a fumble there. And Alabama got the turnover scored and got some separation, but Alabama was sweating a little bit. I promise you, because he was getting more and more comfortable and, and, uh, you know, just didn't quite happen. So, so I, I hope Casey gets the legitimate chance, but, uh, you know, until Hudson Carr proves himself, this is B. John Robinson's team, correct?
2: Just like the Alabama team belonged to Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson and that great defense with Marcel yeah. Darius. This, yep. Oh, yeah. By the way, that Alabama team had Julio Jones on it. He caught two yeah, passes well, in the championship tabby. game. Two passes. Wouldn't he caught two. Be. <laughs> yeah. So um, B. John Robinson is going to be the bell cow. Sark is scripting his plays. Uh, let's just say I wrote a column, and most of those plays went to Bijan Robinson. What a waste of space that was! People know what's going to happen. I don't think he's going to come out firing with Hudson. Bijan is going to be Bijan left, Bijan right. Bijan's going to be running up against some eight-man fronts, though, Doug. Do you think Hudson's going to be able to handle those opportunities? There's going to be some opportunities on the outside waiting for this young quarterback. Can he get it done?
0: Yeah, and you wonder, you know, you figure he'll probably start out with a lot of safe passes, you know, screen passes, swing passes, uh, short passes to the tight end, you know, a lot of chuck downs, uh, check downs. I don't, I don't think he's going to be sitting in that pocket three or four seconds waiting for a 60 yard, uh, route to, to unfold. So, but you're right. It's Bijan Robinson's game. On Saturday, I, I I was shocked that you said he should get fifty carries in the game.
2: <laughs> I thought, go I thought, read it.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's good stuff, and if you didn't read it, you should go to hookum.com and read Seds column. He's he's got him in the wildcat. He's got him throwing passes. He's got him delivering the water. He's and doing what he's got to do. He's carrying that bucket. So, but yeah, well, you know
2: where we go. Let, let, let's hear what Bijan had to say about about this upcoming game. You know, it's awesome stunning against a
1: different team. Um, you know, I love playing against our defense, but, you know, at, at some point you just want to get across somebody else for your play against somebody else. But, you know, that's a talented team over there. Um, you know, they have a lot of great talent on defense. You know, they're very experienced. Uh, most of their team has, like, three-year starters, and, you know, a lot of them are coming back. But I just love, you know, playing against, you know, that kind of a team and that kind of a challenge, and, you know, I'm just ready to go against them.
2: Doug, you can't help but love it. Oh, He's my God. He's got a... He's just got this, this bright light about him and he's so positive and he's so happy and he's so good at his job. Uh, I think the preseason Heisman hype and the name image and likeness, I don't think any of that affected him, uh, like it could, but we're going to find out when these real bullets start flying. Uh, I just, I just think he's, he's ready to be the guy on this team.
0: Yeah, he, didn't, well, he finished last year with what, 172 and 183 yards the last time we saw him. And and he got a whopping 10 carries against Colorado. And he's, he's fresh. fresh. He's fresh. He's got those fresh legs. And I was reading Danny Davis's uh, uh, story in uh, our paper on Wednesday and talked about Louisiana. Even though they returned 10 stars on defense, they did give up a hundred yard rushing game seven times last year. And that's got to be, uh, uh, music to Bijan's ears and Stan Drayton's ears cuz uh you know and I would put him down I don't know what you think I think he'll get the ball some former fashion 23 25 times and probably total like 150 yards don't you That's what I
2: think that's what I think and I I'm looking forward to tomorrow's paper reading uh your your annual predictions uh can you give us a little tease as to what what you going to what you gonna predict? Uh, at the end of this show, I'm sorry, this is just a day, Earl. We can tell them what, our, what we think the record's going to be because we've already said it in public a couple of times.
0: No, I haven't. I have not given my record in public yet. I didn't do the prop bet thing like you did, and or Brian Davis picking Louisiana to win uh, Saturday's game, our beat writer. Uh, I, I don't think you picked Louisiana, did you? Nothing
2: worse than dead air. On on radio. Um, I'm on a, <laughs> that was called a pregnant pause. Though. Uh,
0: you couldn't remember who you picked. I could,
2: no, I, I, no, Texas is going to win. Texas yeah, gonna I win think win. They're gonna is going to win this game. they're going to win this game. Louisiana
0: team. very good Louisiana team. But if, you're picking, but,
2: it, but if you're picking against the spread, which has <laughs> come down from 16.5 to 8. That's a big drop. That's a big drop. And so Vegas is always right. And I think Texas is going to win by like a touchdown. So, yeah. um, it's not that if I was a betting man and I am at times, we know <laughs> that I am, uh, staying away from this game. It's just yeah. too, too tough to call. I, I don't, I know Texas, I think Texas is going to win by six, seven or maybe eight, but, uh, I don't see them winning by double digits. I think it's going to be that, that kind of game. Uh, for four sets. I mean, for for four quarters.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And it's a dangerous opponent. I know Longhorn fans, those Maryland losses are still too fresh in their mind during the Tom Herman regime. Uh, I, you mean 51 41 and 34
2: 29? Yeah, those two? Kind of haven't
0: forgotten those yet. I forgot it's, them, yeah. It's a damn good team. Uh, yeah, their only loss last year was Coastal Carolina by three, I think. And Coastal Carolina won the Sun Belt and darn good team. Louisiana uh beat UTSA in the bowl game. So Billy Napier's a rising star. He beat Iowa State. Beat Iowa State thirty-one to fourteen, I think. In that game, they got like three touchdowns on returns, I think, which is a little. I don't know if you can. Hey, you still make the plays. A touchdown's a touchdown. Touchdown's a touchdown. And that let's, net, let's, net,
2: let's never disrespect special teams. Yeah. Let's never do that because you make it happen. You make it happen, right. and they all count the same.
0: And this should be a fourth quarter game. This should be, and that's the one thing we we're, were talking to the players today on Wednesday while we're taping this, and I asked Joshua Thompson, "Know uh, what's the uh, one quality that?" You know, the coaches have been stressed, and he said finishing. And that's one thing that they didn't do under Charlie. They didn't do under Tom Herman. They didn't do under Mac toward the end.
2: They didn't and, start under Charlie. So, well I mean, that's true. can't finish if you that's don't start, too. so.
0: Yeah. So, but Louisiana, I mean, they stayed in Louisiana during Hurricane Ida, didn't they? And I don't know if that's a budget thing, because this is like a – you know i mean what didn't didn't you read that they lost like 6 million dollars during covid uh, point
2: yeah 4.6 million dollar deficit after 4. the 2019 fiscal year and and so the uh, overall i think the football budget maybe 12 million uh maybe the i think that's the football budget so right. 12 million 12 games that's not a lot that's not a lot no. so to ask them to come to Texas, like LSU and the New Orleans Saints, did mm-hmm. would would have would have been cost prohibitive. I don't know that they wanted to do that this early right. in the season. So they wrote out Hurricane Ida prayers to all the people in Louisiana. Uh, yeah, we we I'm I'm in Tyler right now. We've uh, come across some people um, right. locally who drove all the way to Tyler from from uh, New Orleans area to escape it, and a lot of them are on the way back home, so safe travels to them, and man, that's just seems like every two or three years hey, man, that is brutal, what a beautiful part of our country but it always, that Gulf Coast always seems to get hit
0: They're in the danger zone, and let's don't leave out Mississippi, a lot of victims uh, in Mississippi with this catastrophic storm without power, without water, and so you're right, our, our compassion and our prayers go out to all of those people disaffected by this storm. So, uh, but uh, anyway, it's, uh, you know, it's regrettable and uh, our heart breaks for them that they're uh, affected like that.
2: So what's Texas' record going to be? Tell us, tell us. Know, tell us.
0: Know, no, no, you have to buy paper Friday. You're not getting it on the cheap. Their window, you and I both agree, their window is like eight to 10 wins. None of us think, oh, they could run the table. They could go 11-1, but our own Danny Davis on our Monday Facebook Live had him going ten and two. Which
2: is really shocking to me. That's Danny Downer. He's usually he on the other end. And he's usually yeah, right he when he's on that end. So ten and two, that's big. He he must have I guess well they have to win this week. And they have yeah, to win in know. Arkansas. And exactly. so maybe he has them losing to Iowa State and OU, maybe. I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to check. I'll have to check in with Daniel. We'll probably, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't do a roundtable. We may have to do that. Uh, you know what? We'll probably go through all of that on our Facebook Live. We'll do a Longhorn Confidential here, um, either today, which is Thursday, or Friday with Daniel Davis and Brian Davis. Before we get out of here, Doug, um, great documentary on the Longhorn Network just concluded on Wednesday uh, about the 2005 Longhorns, it's called 05 and it's going to be replaying on a loop. You know it's going to be replaying on a loop on the Longhorn Network and uh, great stuff from Nick Her- 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 Hetherington and the LHN crew. Andy Wall, our buddy, former colleague at the Statesman, uh, was was helping on that production team. Uh, a lot of Kirk Bowles in, the, in, in those three episodes. I was like, wow. It was the Kirk Bowles uh, expose basically, everything about Texas. It was Kirk Bowles, a lot of uh, our boy Joseph Duarte from the Houston Chronicle mm-hmm. and some David Barron, and of course a lot of ESPN talent. So uh, before we go, uh, what's the most memorable, most memorable part of that whole uh, 30 and two run? Uh, than from the Longhorns that that we both covered and, and enjoyed so immensely. You mean
0: besides the Heisman race?
2: Yeah, besides that, because we have beaten that to death, and they didn't. Re- you know, they 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 didn't really delve into your right into your involvement and all. I'm really
0: of that. sad. I'm really sad about that too, because uh, they they asked me. We spent five minutes or more talking about it, and. Uh, did
2: you? They asked
0: me to. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I told them uh, during the interviews for the documentary is that, uh, you know, one thing I wrote in New York uh, the night of the ceremony is that my lead was USC Beware, because Vince Young is mad, and I think he's the maddest Heisman runner-up playing the history of that award. And it served Texas' purpose because it motivated him like nothing else, and he was a driven man. From that night on until uh, that night in Pasadena, and it really drove him and to, to greatness. And uh, yeah, I've apologized for that vote forever. Reggie Bush wasn't a terrible player; he got about ninety percent of the vote. But I know it was mine that cost Vince. So, uh, and I've even told Vince that before as well. So, but it's it was just it truly was I think you know the greatest college football game I've ever seen because. It was undefeated number one, USC, versus undefeated number two, Texas. Both teams littered with NFL stars. Both teams averaging more than 50 points. Played in the Rose Bowl, the the sacred site of college football, the home of college football. The granddaddy. The granddaddy of them all. So it had every element there. You had Will Farrell and Snoop Dogg and all the stars. Benzel.
2: Michael <Sell>, Jordan was
0: there. Roger Clemens, all the big names were there. It had every element of. The Minister greatness. of Culture
2: was there, but it yeah. wasn't. But he was wasn't wearing a three piece burnt orange suit. He was there.
0: <laughs> no, it, it, no, go ahead. It was just it was just magic. It was just a magical night.
2: But you know what? The one the, the one of the things that really that really about that Heisman that really uh, resonated with me was. Mac Brown actually told Vince while they were out there, I don't think you're going to win. <laughs> and Vince was like, No, 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 I'm going to win. And Mac was like, No, no. They're paying all the attention to Reggie Bush. And Mac said, When I was here with Ricky Williams in 1998, they were paying all the attention to us. You're not going to win, Vince. <laughs> he knew. He knew. ESPN was all over Reggie. And um, it turned out that Texas. Got the got the trophy that mattered the most, mm-hmm. and and USC uh, went down that night, and Reggie eventually had to relinquish his Heisman Trophy. So right. um, uh, the, I talked to the, we talked both talked to the people that produced it. The, the USC people wanted no part of this documentary, and they <laughs> and he, and the LHN and ESPN wanted to make it a two sided deal, but most of the quotes you saw from Pete Carroll and Reggie and Matt Leiner and all of those guys and Snoop Dahalt was in the past. A lot of those, most of those, all of those quotes were in the past, but I do, but the, the Texas quotes, you know, from Casey Stutter, from yourself, from myself, uh, from the Diva, Suzanne Halliburton, and the ESPN talent, those were present day quotes looking back. Mm-hmm. So it all ended up being a great documentary. They did a really good job. And if you haven't seen it, I'm sure it's replaying on a loop on the Longhorn Network. So, But for now, Hyper Texas makes a new memory, Doug. I'm getting those emails all the time. Where are the new memories? Yeah,
0: if if you're not getting giddy over this new season, I feel sorry for you because our hearts are are just racing, you know, with the idea of college football. You know, tonight, Thursday, I think there are like seven or eight games college football tonight, and then it really starts in earnest – on Saturday, so we can't wait. Uh, we're going to bring you all the, the color and the behind the scenes stuff, and uh, we appreciate you guys joining us every week on this podcast. This is what number are we on?
2: I'll just say it and I'll answer it as we're getting out of here. That will do it for episode two hundred and thirty-two. Wow, on second thought, five years and counting, and we are not slowing down. Big thanks to Sam Ocho for joining us, and he will be back. He already said it. For the Ducks, Kirk Bowles, I'm Cedric Golden. It's football season, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered
1: by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android
0: Play.